0: This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dollars and
1: Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Good morning, and welcome to Dollars and Change on Disney Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM One Thirty Two. I'm Catherine Klein, Vice Dean for Social Impact here at Wharton. I'm a professor in the Management Department, and I'm here with my co-host.
0: Hey, I'm Nick Ashburn. Hey, I'm not a professor.
1: <laughs> I'm, the,
0: I'm the minority today.
1: You are the minority because <laughs> we're going to be talking to a lot of my faculty colleagues. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want to intimidate people, which sometimes professors do, or or make them think they're going to be bored. You're not going to be bored. You're going to have fun and we're not going to be bored. We're going to have a fun, enlightening, interesting conversation. That's why I'm here. That's Ah, because you're here <laughs> for the fun and the enlightenment? Exactly. That's right. That's right. Nick Ashford. I'm you, the comedic do,
0: entertainment, do I think. Get, are
1: you going to get a new title? It's going to be not Director of Impact Investing, You know, just you know, Director of Fun, Enlightenment. Of Happy Fun Times. I think, <laughs> enlightenment I think and, that's what we do. And, and, cap- and Capital for Good. That's good. <laughs> if we like that. So let's get started. Our first guest, again, is uh, Professor Minwan Zhao, Associate Professor of Management at the Wharton School. Does a lot of research on on, uh, international corporations, corporate strategy, and specifically, most recently, on corporate philanthropy. So Minwan, thank you for joining us. Pleasure to be here. Great to have you on the show. So um, maybe let's just start with, how'd you get into studying corporate philanthropy? Well, this is interesting.
2: All my colleagues said, hey, ming you're venturing into a new area. And I was like, the, the more I do research in this area, the, the closer I feel like this is the integral part of what I do. So, um for the past 10 plus years, I've been working on global R&D strategy, right? How multinational companies allocate R&D resources across countries and how they interact with local institutional environment, right? If you do R&D, you're going to protect your IP, you're going to face the legal system, you're going to face the regulators. So how firms interact with different institutional uh, environments in different countries. So that's my research stream. And believe it or not, this topic came up more than 10 years ago. Mm. My co-author, Abigail Hoinstein, um, for some reason was browsing a used bookstore, and uh, she saw this big, giant uh, book on a directory of corporate giving. Mm. And it has to be like 20 pounds. And she <laughs> said, my department reimbursed for shipping. You know, I'm going to ship this to you because you work <laughs> on strategy. There's a word corporate on it. Um, she's an economist, so she sent it over to me. I was like, what am I going to do with this? I don't work in this area. This area is so alien to me. So I just put it aside. And then over the years, I've been interviewing you know, government, local governments, multinational companies for my R&D work, right? That, <laughs> I thought that's my main thing. And I keep hearing com- um, government regulators saying, oh, this is a good company. That's a bad company, right? Right. Um, And this company is, you know, dedicated to the local development. They have their supply chain here. They have this here and that here. And you know what? I looked at IP. Yeah, IP is my area. And companies that are considered good, and I I used their investment in local R&D and manufacturing and so on, get better treatment in IP courts. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And especially in countries with... If you rule of law, you know mm-hmm. where decision making can be more malleable, um, you know how you are viewed uh, is it matters, and I—it's not corruption. And you know, all the uh, government officials I talked with never say anything. I don't think there's any direct, you know, um, mm-hmm. change of hands happening.
0: And but no kickbacks or
2: anything. Kickbacks like. or anything, but they—they they just talk. They described those companies. You know, there's obvious impression of good companies who who care about. Our local environment and so on, our local local economy, and those who only want to come
1: in to make some quick bucks. So these, so companies. So what you're saying is, you you had some sense from the work you were doing in R and D, That companies were getting better treatment in foreign, you know, when they go into a foreign country, uh-huh. when they're somehow perceived to be good. Somehow perceived to be good. Yeah. So so I start to dig deeper, and of course
2: be an R&D person, right? I I studied their investment in R&D and so on. But the more I talk with the people, I'm like, well, there's a book on my desk. This <laughs> big, thick book of, about corporate giving, and that has to be an important part of it. Uh-huh. So, you know, you can call it adventure, but I think it's just to enrich my picture a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm still interested in how firms interact with the local environment, local regulators, local policymakers, but uh I think corporate philanthropy is an important part of it and, and then we we digged out the book um there's now a online source of data <laughs> you
1: don't need a twenty pound <laughs> yeah i don't I don't
2: need that book, but it, the numbers seems to be you know significant enough to get me interested so you know, uh, this is not my my main area, but it was like a repeated reinforcement of the importance. And like over the time, the more I talk with people, the more I study this topic, the more I realize this is important part of it. So we start to look into the numbers, and, and I think the, the social impact initiative helped a lot in connecting me with um, managers at corporate foundations. Over the years, we talked with more than 20 uh, managers at different corporate foundations. To me, it's just a learning process. Like, I'm not in a hurry to produce a paper Uh on corporate philanthropy, right? But I just, I got more and more interested in this area and I want to talk with people and see what they say. And, uh, you know, we can talk more about this, but I think what they're doing on the corporate philanthropy side is an integral part of exploring business opportunity exploring environment, right? Um, Interesting. To me, it's a softer way to find out how the business environment is like um, compared with, like, so a it, So what you're
1: suggesting is when corporate, corporations do philanthropy mm-hmm. and with a target of giving in a given country, right. it might be that uh, I, the CEO, I, the head of the foundation, am thinking, you know, maybe we're going to start doing more work in that country. Let me start... You know, with a little philanthropy, let me start getting involved there, uh, or explore more uh, in that way. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it may not be a specific country, right? Mm. It can be a a type of countries. I see. So, for example, some emerging markets that may have potential. You know, one some interesting example I love to cite was from Autodesk. Um, Mm -hmm. They they give a lot of money to nonprofit uh, organizations to you know think about new urban designs mm-hmm. like how to use our tools to create better living environment for living quarters either in architecture or in the whole you know neighborhood mm-hmm. design and This is not a straightforward market, right? You know, how much money they have, does it have potential? And not to mention that if you go directly into this area, you're going to meet with local regulators, you're going to meet with all kinds of restrictions. We know, you know, urban renewal and all these things have millions of um, problems in the way. But philanthropy is a way to explore the possibility. That's how I see it. That's Mm -hmm. not how I was told. But, you know, I'm just excited by... All these things they're exploring, they're using, you know, they're they're helping this nonprofit to see the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. It's you're not going to clash with any regulator by seeing the possibility, and if things work out, it's a much easier way, you know, to to open up your right, markets. Right, because
0: their only regulator would be the IRS.
2: Right, right. <laughs> I mean, like,
0: did was there a charitable purpose, right, right to the yeah. giving? So I, I have a couple of thoughts. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this. One clarification. So, in your research, do you mostly focus on the corporate giving in, like, outside of the U.S.? Yeah. Okay.
2: So, this is so. Like, when I think of Autodesk,
0: I think of you know they're based in San Francisco, right? So, I was just curious where their philanthropy goes internationally.
2: So it varies from company to company. They also give internationally. Uh, Most of the companies in our sample give internationally, and it's, um, it's a smaller part. You know, about twenty percent. Fifteen to twenty percent of is the overall giving is international mm-hmm. giving. Uh-huh. Um, but what's interesting is that most of the giving, you know, we have don't have information about uh, local subsidiaries. But uh, the giving from headquarters, if it's international giving, it's more likely to go through the foundations. So the foundation give us some good idea about how things work. And I think I. Um, my favorite example is Coca-Cola. You know, they—they're the most, one of the most global givers. Yeah, uh, one of the here. most global companies in the world. Right. Chef. You right. know, it's consistent with the business practice. Right. They—I uh, think—they give to more than fifty countries on a regular basis. Fifty-five um, percent of their giving in 2016 are outside of the United States. Hmm. So more than half. Of course, you know, this is a more global right. company compared with others, but you know, it's. The numbers, it's not the majority, but the number is substantial enough for us to get interested. And partly, uh, the reason why we only focus on international is that most of the studies we found are domestic. I see. So, you know, how firms allocate resources across country. It's still mystery. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I, the reason why I asked that w- was, um, and I'll come back to this was, mm-hmm. you know, we've had the J.P. Morgan Chase Foundation mm-hmm. on a few times, right? And their work in Detroit is kind of this same model mm-hmm. here in the U.S. And mm-hmm. so I want to talk about that. But for our listeners, I wanted to also better understand without getting too wonky. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I think about corporate foundations, without knowing the literature myself, mm-hmm. I think historically they likely. There was a lot of volunteerism within the company. They gave to local nonprofits in their communities, probably not as much for a strategic reason as mm-hmm. what I think you're alluding mm-hmm. to, but rather it's what they should do. It's good. It, feel, it makes people feel good, et cetera. Right. So in the literature, do you, do you un, did you look at anything that sort of talked about the evolution of corporate philanthropy in and of itself and then trying to apply that to this context?
2: I think I get more of a sense from the interviews mm. than from the literature. And this is another reason why we want to write this up because, you know, there are so few studies um, showing what the, philanthrop- uh, the uh, foundations are doing. Now, I got a, a wide range of opinions from the people I talk with. I got a wide range of information from the literature I read. Uh, what you're saying is actually more close to, to the direct giving from companies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the community engagement, mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, volunteer hours and so on are directly from the firm. So what found it? So I wanted, back, you, yeah, I wanted yeah. you
1: to talk, so this is great because I wanted you to help us clarify corporate giving versus corporate foundations. Right. I really don't think I know. when You know, like how many corporations set up foundations? When do they set up a foundation as opposed to giving directly? So I'm right. glad you're touching on this.
2: So the early, early years, you know, we talk about Ford Foundation, right? But that's completely different from the firm now. It was just the founder who think about some charitable uh, engagement he or she wants to do. And then you have the GM Foundation, in you know, which is, you know, they, they deny it's part of the corporation. It's independent legally. And <laughs> in every sense, it's independent, but there's a lot of shared leadership uh, going on. Mm. Is It's a way to even out giving. Right, so if it's corporate direct giving, you have good years and bad years. Your cash flow varies, right. and if you have a foundation, you can give more in a good year. So for all tax purposes and so on, it helps you to you know reduce your prof- profit when you have high profit and reduce the giving when you have um, uh, have a bad year. So it's a it's a way to even out. Now. The very fact of evening out giving in the sense that the foundations will have a more stable, you know, more steady cash flow um, gives a more strategic role to the foundations, Hmm. right? Now we can plan for five years, you know, Mm 10 years. And a lot Mm -hmm. of foundations, if you look at their their website, they're talking about what are we going to do in the next decade, right? So this is not – the direct giving is more on – um, you know, there's emergency. There's a uh, tsunami. Right. You know, we help. We we match our employee funding. We help them. But the foundations have the privilege. You know, they so actually they the, can plan more strategically. Yeah, and, a, and, and many of them are saying now we we want our foundation to think big.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so what you're saying is that in, in any given year, a corporation's likely a corporation that has a foundation is going to give the majority of its giving in that year to the foundation, mm-hmm. which will in turn. You know, give out the money over a period of time right. and it may have some money that it gives you know right in, in you know, money or whatever yeah
2: yeah many foundations have big enough asset right to guarantee a, a steady flow so uh many of the interviewees i talked with were saying well we we don't want us to be um, you know a source of funding when you apply right? mm-hmm. you, you know you receive all these random applications and we hand out money here and there uh, or we may still do this on the side but we really want to do something big right do something to to shape the landscape and so on and they they can't afford to do that interesting
1: I, oh go ahead. Oh, we have so many questions. I know <laughs> we're, we're just <laughs> chomping turn. at the Your bit. Turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. Your
0: turn. <laughs> well, I so w- I'm going to give the J.P. Morgan Chase example for Detroit because our listeners, if they you know they mm-hmm. listen regularly, they may have seen that. But I do want to go get a, an example from you. So when we think about the J.P. Morgan Chase Foundation, they have been giving to Detroit, which has yeah. had a social impact and e- an economic development impact mm-hmm. um, in that region. But and I'm putting words in their mouth. This is my impression. It's also because they now have more retail locations for the bank and so they're having re- receiving deposits right. from that right. you know they're growing their own business bottom line mm-hmm. in Detroit and I think it's a really interesting strategic move so they really are having a social impact but it also can help feed the bottom line over time so I'm wondering maybe Coca-Cola as an example is it about and, and I'm struck by you know Veet Hennish another Wharton professor mm-hmm. his work on corporate diplomacy right. here too um, is it about uh, you know Let's say Coca Cola giving to the community so that there's this halo effect in that community Mm -hmm. that they're seen as a good company Mm -hmm. operating there. Or is it all, do you also see giving to strategic things that, yes, will have a social impact, but also may build a customer base over Mm. time or help water in that? area, you know, something like that?
2: Right. So I think both are there. And not only that, there's also a local effect and a global effect, right? So uh, the earlier literature uh, that we found, again, I'm new in this literature, (laughs) I'm learning along the way. So we searched high and low for any study on global giving. Mm. And so um, one, the typical study looks at you know, giving in Sudan and giving here and there as an impression on their investors in the home country. So it's like, it's not about, you know, what will happen in Sudan, right? It's about I'm showing my stakeholders in the home country that uh-huh. I'm doing something oh, good. Interesting. Right? Yeah. So there's no geographic link to that. And, um, for example, water. Coca Cola is spending a lot of money. Coca Cola Foundation is yeah. spending a lot of money on water, uh, water related initiatives. And, you know, because uh, there's a stakeholder outcry, you know, what, what kind of impact you will have on lo- uh, local water supply if you do plant here and there. So, uh, there's a global effect. And then there's also a local effect. And what we find is, um, First of all, the, the immediate thing we remove uh, we dismissed uh, was that it has nothing to do with the economic level, you know, in terms of per capita GDP and so on. You know, they don't give specifically to richer countries or poorer countries. They don't give to the, and they're no. not necessarily giving no. to poorer countries. The only economic indicator we find is they give more to countries with higher GDP per capita growth. Ah, okay. so the income level is going oh, up quickly, like up and coming right. areas. They give more but there's no clear so you sign categorize. right
1: that's interesting they're giving uh, yeah, yeah. I was say it's interesting right um, well I actually want to remind our listeners that we are talking with Minwan Zhao, Associate Professor of Management here at Wharton and who has been doing lots of new research on corporate philanthropy. So that's mm-hmm. why we're excitedly yeah. exploring into. So what, uh, that, that what you just said about uh, corporate giving into countries that have high GDP growth is interesting, right? It strikes me as, you, you know, as, a, as yeah, I can see that. You get some of the best of both worlds. This is a country where, you know, in many cases it may be a lower income country, mm-hmm. but they're doing well. And right. so that you know increases my so comfort in giving yeah. customers yeah. and
2: so on. Yeah, and as well. Right. So that well, I talked about the global impact. I think the local impact. I, the the title of our paper is "Reaching Through the Fog." Right. Mm. I think it really helped the companies to have a feel of the local environment. So what we found is that if the uh, the institutional environment is bad in the host country. You tend to give more when you have a new business, you know, set up. So it's it's a soft way to fill the market. Right? There's no failure in giving. Uh-huh. You know, there's a failure in investment, but you can you can give, you can you know, hand out waters and so you're not on not expecting to, a, return. A, a financial less pushback. Yeah. I would say, like less pushback if you're going in the wrong direction. For example, you want to test how. In a bottled water is right. being uh, used in, in the local community. You hand out a lot of
1: bottled water. So, so, can, so, you, yeah, so uh, can you unpack this a little bit? Because mm-hmm. it sounds like there are at least two. You're, you're looking at uh, where corporations are, are giving internationally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're zeroing in on uh, two factors that are influential. Uh, one is this institutional environment. So if you can sort of explain, make sure that our listeners know what you're talking about, a weak institutional Uh environment versus a stronger institutional environment. Mm -hmm. And then it sounds like there's also this factor of what, it, where is the corporation um, beginning operations? Is it early stage in its operations in this country? Is it more developed in this country and more, ex- you know, experienced and larger in this company, right? In, in this country. So if you can sort of explain how those pieces fit together, the institutional right. environment and the stage of investment. So the institutional environment refers to uh, rule of law,
2: stability, the effectiveness of local regulation, um, corruption. And Corruption, control mm-hmm. corruption is an important part of it, and I'll get back to corruption because uh, that's something many people are interested in. Um, so in, we call it iffy countries, iffy, right? Iffy. Iffy. Not yeah. necessarily iffy, bad, yeah. but you know, there's less stability, right. a more uncertainty, and yep. this kind of countries. And so, Overall, yes, the giving after controlling for all the economic, you know, indicators, GDP, country size, and so on, yes, it's tilted towards uh, more IFI countries, but it's not a you know very very strong effect. The strong effect is if you have a new entry into the IFI countries, so mm-hmm. um, then you really want to have a sense of how things are. And a new, and, entry, and rather, a, a new entry in this a, context new entry means? is, uh, we define it as any new subsidiary mm-hmm. uh, established in this country. So, it so, it is, so it's
0: operations actually happening, not actually. like we're looking to enter that market.
2: Not looking. So you may ha- already have business there. Okay. And the reason why we look at the new entries rather than you know fresh entry is, we are talking about the biggest companies here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our sample. Uh, one thing I want to mention is that the giving and assets of corporate foundations are extremely skewed. Like the top fifty account for almost half of all corporate giving. Mm. Uh, uh, I think foundation center, those who have the tax, you know, um, received from foundations, there are more than 2,000. Uh, the top 50 count for half of the giving. So wow, it's a, right. it's extremely skilled. Uh-huh. So the moment you drop below 100, you know, or 200, that's very little to see. And that's why you know, for those companies, they're already over the place. So it's more interesting to see. We also see whether this new entry is just a, um, part of the existing business mm-hmm. or it's a diversified business. You know, it's something new. So. Um, yeah, that's what I uh, meant. So there are two business measures we use. Mm-hmm. One is whether or not you have a new entry. And the other is whether your entry is more external oriented or internal oriented. Mm-hmm. So we define external oriented as, you know, using local supply chain, selling to the local mm-hmm. uh, retail mm-hmm. channels. And internal oriented will be like a manufacturing center, R&D center, right? I go in, I hire employees, I produce both the input and output. Mm I'm in a home country, I'm just going there to to produce or to do R&D. So um, there has been many strategy, you know, research showing manufacturing and R&D, these kind of things are usually welcome by the Mm -hmm. uh, local governments. So... The, the need to like really reach out and impress is uh, less than if you need to buy or sell in the local market so we do look at uh, the characteristics of local entry so yeah. I'm
1: curious um so you look you look at uh, you know I think more or less two hundred us based corporate foundations mm-hmm. and uh, you know over a period of of uh, Many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? Uh, Fifteen years mm-hmm. um, to look at where th- these corporations are giving. Mm-hmm. But as you said, you also did a fair number of interviews. With, right. With, um, sometimes when we do research as a faculty member, I will mm-hmm. admit sometimes we do research and we are pretty sure of what the you know the results are going to show. Mm-hmm. And you know others. And and when we produce the results, they say, yeah, you know, practitioners, experts in the. And I, 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 not experts, but uh, practitioners in the field might say, "Yeah, well, well, yeah, duh, we could have told you that." Right. Did you get a clue of this from um, from when you from your interviews with corporate foundations? Do they know strategically where we're giving, and do they say this is the kind of these are the kind of countries where we want to give, and this is what we're doing? Okay. Or do you think this is news to you know? Is the overall pattern that you see across foundations and across countries? Do you think this is new to, to the directors of corporate foundations?
2: well um I have to add a little qualification here um I understand some of the messages that uh my interviewees said to me um i e uh, corporate foundations are independent entities mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. interesting especially um, my earlier interviews are uh, and I, I called my co-author and I said we don't have a paper. Like uh, almost everyone said, you know, we are independent entities, uh-huh. and uh, so we right? we are, you know, legally yeah. and you know our mission is completed and and so on and so forth. And I, I'm glad I did not give up on on that just because then we looked at the the top management. The, they said, oh, we we have nothing with, to do with the company. We have our decisions are made by the board of. Directors. Or board of governors, and then I look at their names, or I go, well, but the company CEO is on it, okay. or the, the C- so um, it's you know that's the qualification. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the the strategic uh, aspect of giving is not always communicated. Uh, explicitly, um, explicitly, yeah, super and interesting. for for good reasons, right? right for good reasons, but interesting I also there's a huge variation in mm-hmm. um, in companies. So, for example, Go- Google is an interesting company, right? Google Google.org, probably heard that they yep. they funded the Khan Academy. My kids love Khan Academy, so I'm glad they did this. You know, on their website, it was like our CEO, uh, Sundar. Pitcher, yeah which is the CEO okay I double checked this is a website of google.org right. and it was all about but they said our CEO so obviously they are open about the the close link between these two um companies like Campbell yeah their foundations are very active and they're I think their leadership their leadership in Camp um, uh, Campbell Foundation uh, is like playing a leading role among all the corporate foundations and so on. So they're very active, but it's always any donation is given by Campbell Foundation and together with Campbell Corporation. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of joint efforts going on there. So I think we 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 don't really know what's the relationship. So it's super I, interesting.
1: That's an, yeah. So you have a new research topic to explore. I have a new <laughs> I, I Well, but it, I and it
0: to... really does. I mean, it highlights. I I think even as sort of a layperson, I would have said, I would have assumed maybe there's some links, but it's not as tightly close to implicit corporate strategy, right? And, say, and yeah, and Good I point. think that's really. I mean, for a management researcher who was looking at investment in R and D and things, right. like, it it now makes a ton of sense. How you got here,
2: right, yeah. right, yeah. yeah, so I um for example, another thing we don't know is how much the local entities are involved, so for example, in our data, because I only look at foundations, uh, foundations give more when they have more local employees, which makes sense, right, but on the other hand, you know when when I talk with my colleague uh, Vid henish, and he's like, well, if you have a, lo- a lot of local presence, shouldn't the local subsidiaries be giving more, mm. right? Mm. You know, why would the foundations be involved in giving more to that country if you already have a big operation locally? Yeah. And so how do you decide which should be given by the foundation and which should be given by the headquarter, which should be given handled by the, the local subsidiaries? Uh, we did find that if you have local presence, companies are more likely to to give directly to a charitable entity in the country
1: Mm, mm -hmm. rather than
2: going through Red Cross or, you know, uh, the... We call it international intermediaries. Right, right. So that makes sense, right? Yeah. It's it's easier for you to identify the right target to yeah. give to. Uh, but yeah, there are just so many interesting questions. That's great. Yeah. So,
1: meanwhile, we are. I'm looking at the time is flying by. <laughs> we need to take a break. Uh, so last quick question for you. Uh, any, as you think about your research results, if you were advising a corporation that's thinking, okay, we have a corporate foundation, we need to do more with it period maybe not maybe more giving maybe more impact maybe mm-hmm. more strategy what would you advise them or what would you ask them to think about um look
2: for results i think you know uh I haven't this is one thing I wish we had in this paper, but I think in other parts of the research, I'm seeing how local presence and investment is changing the results, you know, as I said, mm-hmm. how much you're winning in i p court you know that's one thing we are we're looking at, especially when you deal with authorities like in i p if you push back on the patent authority mm-hmm. um we simply don't have any information and in in our paper we're making an assumption right mm-hmm. If you are giving more when you enter a fee country, we assume that's to reach out in a foggy environment. Right. Mm-hmm. You 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 want to reach more clarity in a foggy environment. But it's assumption. You know, we like our assumption and <laughs> we're glad we find the results. But um how it pans out and you know what's what's the result uh, result of that. Um, I I don't think corporation foundations should shy away from actual concrete you know, result right. even if it's mm. for business, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's because there's win-win. Like it, it, the fact that it's good for business doesn't mean it's not good for the yeah. environment. Important so, point. um, and that will make my interviews easier too. Captain, yeah. that's so
0: interesting. I'm going to take away foggy, sorry, foggy, like the. F- Reaching through the fog in iffy countries or iffy markets. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. through corporate philanthropy for impact and corporate strategy. All right. Minwan, thank you so much for being with us. Minwan Zhao, associate professor of management at the Wharton School. This is Dollars and Change. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
0: For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on
2: iTunes and Google Play.